Are we ready to rage? We are ready. Hello. Welcome back to Ready to Rage. I'm Sandy Scanlon. And I'm Ashley McCoy. And we're your girls for fashion, pop culture, and feelings. Today we have a really exciting episode because we're going to talk about how to develop your personal style as promised last episode. So it's going to be very fashion focused. Right. <laughs> I'm really excited about this because this is one of the things that I rant about all the time because I feel like this probably happened to you too growing up but people always ask me like oh my gosh how do you dress yourself I feel like you always look good even when you say you feel like you don't look good you always like look decent and put together and I'm always I always say it's not that hard and I give my reasons why and today I'm going to give you my reasons why yeah I'm excited yeah so I will start us out with just a little bit of light fashion news that we'll go over and then we'll dive into how to develop style and I'm excited to talk about it too because I've put in a lot of thought into it the last year like we'll get more into it but I feel like I used to buy a lot of random shit that I liked and I've kind of like zoned in on one aesthetic and I think that's helped me a lot not that you have to pick one look but like I was like okay like it just clicked and I just figured out what I liked and now it's very easy to shop and I know that I'll wear it. It's like I'm buying less shit that's sitting in the back of my closet. Right. I agree. I feel like that that is something that I'm going to get into later because that's a really Ooh. big deal. Um, but before we get into all of that, how are you? Tell the people how you are. Anything special? I am so well, we were just talking about this. I'm so tired because I'm working on my non-textile for fashion school, which I feel like um I feel like every program has a non-textile, right? So, no, actually, really? from what I've been told, it's like a thing that this particular school does, to my understanding. And if you're a professor or someone who listens, correct me, please punch me in the face and tell me that I'm stupid and wrong. Oh, I um, I but I thought that like people always say, oh, at least our last the job we had together, um, our boss said, I like this school because your school is the only school that makes you guys do this. And I was like, I, I, I don't know that she knows what she's talking about. A, and I know she's not a good source, but I, B, <laughs> um, so? well, she's probably thinking in Boston, honestly, like she's Maybe. probably thinking they probably don't do it at LSL, um, which isn't a really small design school in Boston, if you don't know. But I thought that everybody did it on textile because I know one of our professors did and she didn't go to mass art and I think like I heard somebody else talking about it who didn't go to mass art too so oh yeah yeah, you're right you're right right I think I'm just thinking (laughs) about like what our person had said and I was like oh cool I mean whatever and I just kind of was like I don't I don't really believe anything you say so okay I'm hearing weird noises, but I think it's my cats downstairs, but I'm also home alone and I'm like, am I about to get murdered? <laughs> no, and I'm not. Tell the people what Apollo did. Oh, I was ba- I was babysitting all three babies, my cat, my roommate's cat and my roommate's dog. And I hear this clinking sound and I went in the living room because I'm like, that's suspicious. It didn't really sound like the normal cat caller. 
and Apollo had his entire body wedged into the cat castle and was like eating, <laughs> lapping up all of Noah's food. The cats were staring at him, like death staring him, but not doing anything. Like they could have made a noise. They could have tried to, you know, sometimes they whack the shit out of him. Um, so I look at him and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he bolted upstairs into his crate and he got oh. right back in his crate and he like stared at the wall and I was like, Apollo, like, what the hell? Why'd you do that? And he wouldn't even make eye contact with me. He was just looking at the wall with his head down, like, walk of shame, like, so upset. So I feel bad, but he's in doggy time out, and I'm going to keep him there while we record because I just, the two cats are already too much. Like, Sabrina's being a menace. There's just a lot going on. It's a lot taking care of three animals. I truly believe that Apollo is sentient. Like, he thinks in English. <laughs> I, I like when I look at his eyes, I'm like, you have person eyes and I know you have person thoughts. It might not be very complex, but just hearing <laughs> you describe that, I'm like, you, you've got real thoughts, man. Yeah, I, it's funny because I feel that way more so about the cats, but he has really expressive eyebrows. He yeah, has, like, he has like for real eyebrows yeah and i read that um dogs develop that over time to uh so humans would kind of have more empathy toward them so right. i thought that like as they were domesticated but i'm like he is he's very domesticated like he has very expressive eyebrows he looks like a little dude yeah and i feel bad locking him up but he i don't know he keeps eating dog poop outside from our neighbors who don't pick up which is really gross and annoying but he's just you know he can be a little nasty guy so <laughs> i'm out once again poop obsession this is i'm sorry this is so gross but he has like a poop obsession i mean a lot of dogs do i mean it's like it's really frustrating because it's cat poop too so like um sabrina's litter box i have to be very careful about he'll get in there he'll get in noah's litter box like he's a really good dog too i feel like i'm making him sound like shady he's not he's a very he's good boy. such a good boy he's the best boy i genuinely love his company so much but he that his as aaron said yesterday his one vice is poop <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's very cute and i feel like he because he's part husky he tries to talk like like i said he speaks english like he tries to talk it's like a baby yeah. he, he'll go like oh or in the morning he'll go like ow like really outside take me outside yeah and then he cries when people leave which is really sad yeah. <sighs> But he's fine. He's chilling in his crate. We will release him when we're done raging. Yay. And he's going to run to the house. I love your wig. Your Puerto Thank you. <laughs> so you guys know that sound that's like, I feel Puerto Rican in this wig. Rican. <laughs> I felt like a Spanish, like a Puerto Rican in this hair. I felt Puerto Rican. Y'all know I love me some Puerto Rican. I felt Puerto Rican in this. Rican. And the guy's like, wait, what does he say to her? It's really funny. Oh, he, oh she says she's Selena. And she's yeah, like, she starts singing like, um, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. And then someone in the background, a guy in the background's like, you know, Selena is not Puerto Rican, right? It's the actress J-Lo's Puerto Rican. Selena's like Mexican or something. I'm pretty sure she's like Mexican. He goes, oh, you know, Selena's Mexican. She's like, but the actress is Puerto Rican. <laughs> 
But yeah, I got this wig because funny story, guys, I chopped off a chunk of my hair in the front of my head. And I actually, this was like a month ago. And I call, I didn't call, I texted you, Sandy, after it happened. But it was like 20 minutes after I already had a mental breakdown about it. So I was a little bit more calm, but I was like, oh my God. I was taking out my butterfly locks. Note to self, note to all of you. Butterfly locks are very cute, but I have never hated a style so much. I thought it was really adorable, but then it was like really heavy. It was hard to put in, hard to take out, incredibly difficult to take out. Um, If you're listening and you're thinking about doing it, probably don't do it. Um, And then as I'm taking them out, because it's like a, it's supposed to be like a lock. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of difficult to get out of my head and they were just really uncomfortable. I started clipping towards the root where I had knotted it in my hair and I got everything out of my hair except for this one spot at the top left, front left um, area of my head. And luckily- Front quadrant. The front quadrant of my scalp. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily it was the smallest braid I happened to put in my head, but I chopped off a chunk of my hair at the root, bitch at the root i sat there and i had the lock in my hand and my hair in my hand because i felt it like snip and come out and i went awesome it's done and then i looked at it and i was like (gasps) and then i sat there i'm not kidding for five minutes silent and ian was next to me and i look at him and i'm like ian oh my god oh my god and he's like what what happened like are you okay and i was like i just chopped off a chunk of my hair and he goes no you didn't he didn't and i was like yes i did oh my god yes i did and i started to freak out and it's okay and then i panic bought this very expensive wig so now i'm puerto rican it looks like that's like my favorite one i think that you have because it looks like i was gonna say like natural but it's not even that natural is necessarily a good thing like it's just like it just works very well on you like the shape is really nice it's like the perfect amount of volume it is a I got it from my first wig if you guys are interested. Oh my god, I was browsing. I was like, what wig should I get? They're really expensive, but they're really nice. This one happened to take a long time and I think that they were having problems. I think I also caught them during the lunar new year. Mm-hmm. So it took like a month to get to me. So for that month I was like, I'm so happy I'm unemployed. <laughs> I'm no longer unemployed, also. <laughs> Oh yeah, we have to talk about that too. But wait, I have a wig question first. But that place, they're all it's all real hair, right? Yes. That's yeah, why it's I so expensive. I didn't think they were that expensive for actually being real hair. So real hair is always gonna be a lot more expensive, just right off the grip, like unprocessed. Hair is always gonna be very expensive. And then like things that will drive the price up, which is what drove the pro- price up on mine was the length of it. Whether or not the hair is like curly, because curly hair is hard to come by. People with curly hair have a hard time like growing it out. So to get it to grow to the length that you can cut it to make a wig is harder. Um, And then um, the lace, because I have a lace wig on right now, the quality of the lace will drive it up. And then what really cost a lot of money was the part that makes it look so realistic. Mm -hmm. And this is the best wig I've ever bought. And girl, it was like $400. Um, <laughs> it's worth it. It looks so good. It's right here. You see how it looks like a real hairline? It's not like you ever oh seen like God, a I would never wig? be able to see ever. It's like 
um, cheap wigs have like a really straight across, very full hairline, and it looks crazy. And like you can pluck the hairs out, but I'm not very good at that. It you can do it, and girls do do it. I'm like I feel like I'm good at a lot of things. I am not good at that, and I'm terrified of it. Because imagine you buy a really nice wig and you decide I'm gonna pluck it, and I know how, and I've done it, but I feel like I never do it nice enough. You know what I mean? But if you over pluck your wig, you now have a bald patch and now you've ruined your wig. There's no saving the wig. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, if it's like your first wig, it's like very overwhelming. And I feel like you should go with like the basic, basic, basic. You know what I mean? Right. Which is why I was like, if I'm going to get a really nice wig that I'm going to wear all the time, I'm going to buy it from my first wig and pay the gajillion dollars and have them do all the hard stuff for me. And honestly, it's so nice that this is glueless. Wig girls will know what I'm talking about. The girls who get it, get it. I did not have to glue this to my head. I'm going to do something crazy. (laughs) (laughs) For people, no one is watching. I I just just lifted up my wig. (laughs) I just lifted up my wig to show Sandy that I did not glue it down. I was not expecting that. Oh my god, that was so funny. Usually you have to glue down a wig like this so it looks like nice and real, but this was so nice and fits my head so well that I did not have to. Is the reason to spend so much money because the gluing it is kind of what stresses me out. And I oh my god, it takes so fucking long. I just I can do it and I have done it, but like I'm a very sweaty girl and I sweat my wigs out all the time and I just don't have it in me to do it. I'm sorry. I do not. So I recommend my first wig, save the money, get yourself a nice one. Or if someone knows like a nice place to get synthetic wigs, I think they might have synthetic wigs too. Get it. Just do that. Save yourself the time because like gluing a wig in the morning can take like two hours. But I'm telling you at night, I rip my scalp off. (laughs) I put it on my, my, um, head, I like kind of spray it with water, put some of my own products that I put in my hair in it, and then I pop it on my head in the morning and I'm good to go. I need to get one of those. Do it, bitch. You know what I mean? I want to get maybe a different color. Yeah, colors will cost things too. Colors will drive the price up, girl. But I think it's cool if you want to like cut your hair or wear a short style without having to like cut your hair. I still can't get over seeing your scalp so unexpectedly. This doesn't have um like if you glue it down so many times does it get like that residue on it I feel like that yeah it can it. irritate your skin if there's too much like hairspray because i use the got to be because i'm scared of wig glue um but like if you glue it down too much it can do a lot of crazy stuff to you it can like rip out the um your hairline um it can also just like cause like irritation zits i just don't want to do it so i'm a glueless girl i just don't care for my ear tabs very much so whatever do you want to jump into it what fashion news do you have for me okay i have hold on i'm just pulling my notes oh my god i feel so disorganized tonight (laughs) okay so the first thing i want to talk about was the valentino show which i loved i'm really excited it was everything it was everything i absolutely loved it i feel like the girls who get it get it if you're a pink girl you love that shit the girls who get it get it i was really excited because this was the continuation of what we've been seeing and this will roll into talking about personal style but i've like committed myself to kind of bright colors so seeing like all this like fuchsia and monochrome looks i was like hell yes so it was by pierdo i think 
Piccioli, I'm assuming you say, like P-I-C-C-I-O-L. Your French accent. Piccioli. <laughs> uh, oh, we're Italian today. I think I, th- I think we're Italian today. And I'm drinking wine. Okay. I'm, Ita- I'm Italian, but I cannot eat cheese. <laughs> I can have Parmesan. Okay, okay. So there were 81 pieces that are looks that were pink. Vogue called the color retina vibrating fuchsia and then there were some all black looks too um zendaya was is like their brand ambassador right so the show was during um i guess in paris they had a car free day i don't really know i should look into it that what was there in china they do that too and i have to think they do it in other places and like there's a very obvious reason as to why america refuses to do things like that but it's a cool idea. It's like helps the environment. Like if you just, if everyone just doesn't drive their cars for one day, LA would have no smog. I know they should really just do it one day a month because. It would be so easy. And I feel day. like, I feel like you could even decide like that's one day that like nobody goes to work or everyone works remotely or something. And everyone would be so happy. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So everyone was like, oh my God, like how did Zendaya get to the show? Like there were no cars and I, okay, you can walk, you can bike. I mean, is there no cars as in like no personal cars or like, can she have taken a bus? I mean, I'm sure she didn't. <laughs> a trolley. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like Paris is pretty walkable and they have the metro or train. So I'm sure right. it wasn't a big deal. Once um, again, not America, not somewhere that's built to um, only be utilized by a vehicle. Yeah, for real. And then you don't have to complain about gas prices every five seconds and ignore the fact that there's a, a literal, literal. War going on. If I hear one person complain about how high gas prices are, I'm going to straggle somebody. Like, I guess I'm not a driver, so I don't care very much. <laughs> There's a guy in, no, I saw TikTok that was like a guy in New York and he was like, I'm not a driver. And I was like, neither am I. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm not a driver. So like, I don't care that much, but literally it complaining about how high gas is falls very closely next to complaining about the weather and saying something to the effect of oh it's the dry heat is okay but the the humidity is what will get you it's that kind of person who says it it is and you know what i just have to say i know we're getting a little bit off track valentino guys we're coming back i just have to say this like the president whether it's joe biden whether it's trump whoever does not have much to do with gas prices do a basic google search of supply and demand so i can't stand and it's not like i i don't love joe biden i'm not standing him it's, this is not in defense of him but right. i can't stand when people are calling like oh joe biden gas prices gas i'm like there's a pandemic there's a war we're not taking oil from russia now like there's all these things going on that are way beyond literally on a global scale and the fact that you're just like this like i see people snapchatting every single day the gas prices and i'm just like and you know what pisses me off there are people that can afford it i can really really understand and empathize if you're struggling to get by and it really is putting that strain on you but these are the kind of people that might have to get one less margarita on the weekends because oh but sandy consider how hard their life will be so hard they can't get margs on saturday they'll have to do it on friday and 
not even they were probably just by both and you know what there's people who are fleeing their home country the only place they've ever known literal maternity wards being bombed right so i just feel like it's very it's uncouth to complain about gas prices in the midst of all that it's straight up so ignorant and like the one thing i will say and we will definitely get back into valentino immediately (laughs) after this but I cannot stand. I cannot stand. People are like, oh my God, when Trump was president, it was so much cheaper. You mean during the pandemic when no one left their house because it was literally dangerous to leave outside and breathe air outside? It's honestly just people who want to complain about Joe Biden and that's fine. Complain about him. There's a million other ways to complain about him. but Real ways, yeah. Don't say, oh, if Trump was president because it either one of them who is president right now the gas prices would be what they are like it literally would not like either of them but and it is what it is if trump were president they'd probably be the exact same like it's just logic and it's it's not gonna i don't know i just can't i can't listen to this i want to be like can you can you use google because we're in an age where information is so accessible and so at your fingertips and yet people won't use it because they want to complain and feel like the victim and feel bad about themselves right like i'm i'm convinced now that if you complain about gas prices more than just oh wow it sucks that it's so expensive i'm convinced you can't read you don't know how to read because if you did know how to read you would have googled like you would understand what's going on you would have read some things and said you know i can still be upset about it being very uh, being very expensive but i'm not gonna start to make all these crazy conclusions that don't make sense the math is not mathing math is not mathing and i have one more thing to say before we get back to valentino if you're complaining about gas you better fucking have ibs You need to go touch some grass. Okay, Okay. Valentino. Okay, so all these looks were these eye catching fuchsia girls who get it, get it, girls who don't, don't. And but what was so cool about this, and were you going to use some of our fashion lingo that we talk about in class, but it's really just anybody knows? Um, (laughs) People who can read. so cool about having all these monochrome looks was that it really put an emphasis on silhouette and texture like the silhouettes were all really different different some of them are really flowy and there were really cool textures like if you look at zendaya's suit that she wore she has these really cool flowers that are just slightly like raised i don't know if they're not velvet but they're like some kind of i don't know What's, what's like fuzzy almost yeah like, like not rock. like felt i'm sure it's not felt but you know what i mean some kind of like fuzzy thing going on anyways it was just really cool because i think it shows that you can kind of like pick one theme or one aesthetic or something that might feel like it's boxing you in or could potentially make the show boring right like seeing the same color over and right. over again but you're seeing somebody take it in an amazing creative direction and like it just blossoms and every look is so different and so unique but it's also cohesive it's so cool i really love that you said that because i do feel like your first thought when you hear everything was the same color it sounds kind of weird and like oh isn't it boring but one thing that um i had a professor in college and he said something to me and I was like you know what I honestly really resonate with that and I always think about it now 
um if you're listening i don't think you are <laughs> but if you're listening i doubt he knows what this is um uh, but if you're listening um you really did po- impact me that day and i think about it literally weekly um he said that we were doing our bridal project in school and he said you know people think that just because I do a different color in like bridal that makes it special or unique and it doesn't and I was like you right you're so right like girls always say oh my god I want a blue wedding dress why because it's different and it's the same it's the same cut it's the same like everything about it is exactly the same and it's like that could have been white and it at least would have been prettier strapless sweetheart a-line gown if i see it one more time i'm gonna throw myself up a cliff with a tool gathered tool bottom princess style with a short veil like it's boring and i'm sorry if that's your style that's what your heart set on it yeah buy it like we never mean shade it's just we it's just the fact that everybody does it just to do it it's like i don't know what i'm gonna wear so i'm just gonna go to the go-to that's yeah that's why we're saying we don't like it Right. And it's like the simplest way to be different. It didn't, it really does not involve a lot of brain power to go, I'm going to pick a color that's like different from what I have from like white. And I'm just kind of like, you could do so many interesting, different things, but just changing the color of something does not mean automatically that it's better or different. So I love that they really showed with this show, like you can have like a really hardcore aesthetic and idea and lean into it lean into it so like hard and make the whole show so tight and still have something amazing and interesting and captivating i just felt like genuinely every single and i haven't even seen all 81 but just from the headlines that i'm seeing every single piece has something so interesting about it mm-hmm. and i look up and i'm like oh that's really cool i would wear that like they they're all very unique but they're all cohesive so i think that's really hard to nail and i think if anyone is knocking these fuchsia looks think twice right and also one thing about it is because it's so it's so like interesting to hear that it's all fuchsia color that it makes it so much more memorable like you're talking to me about it and i'm sure that people are listening who maybe haven't even really like looked into it but have seen snippets of it and go i know what that is you know what i mean and i think that's so cool and it's recognizable which we'll also get into about your personal style okay Okay, so quickly, some beauty trends for this year. And I already sent this to Ashley, so she's going to know. But just so we can go over it for you girls, gays, and theys, there's going to be sleek and swishy bobs. And we already talked about the, the Bixie in our Y2K episode. There's going to be a lot of jewel tones and color. And the picture that they used for this was actually like the same exact fuchsia of the Valentino show. And so I'm just so excited like I think last fall we talked about saturated jewel tones but I think because we're coming out of the pandemic and people really want to like show off their style now it's going to keep being jewel tones I don't want to say neon because it's not like a neon 80s vibe it's just like these really deep rich colors which I love I feel like that's like so much more sophisticated and it feels like since you said that last time and it's lasted to now, I feel like it's sophisticated and it means that like that has staying power or probably will be seeing that for a lot longer than you would see a trend like neon stick around. Yeah, for sure. 
It's just more elevated, like you said. Yeah. I saw one. So I haven't seen this anywhere, but this article, um, but sculptural hair, and it was kind of like a sculpted mohawk, which I thought was interesting. So it'll be interesting to see if that is something that continues. I don't know. Have you seen any of that? I have not seen that, but you know what I was thinking about the other day? A lot of the hair trends that people like fight about don't apply to you if you're black (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the side part versus middle part versus whatever the hell that doesn't apply to you if you're a black girl you can do whatever you want so when I think of sculptural hair I'm just like oh the things that my mom used to my mom does hair if you didn't know if you're a new listener my mom does hair and I remember when she was like in hair school um, because like when we when we moved here, she had to like go back to school to get like relicensed and whatever. Um, she was in hair school and like they had hair shows and stuff, and I was like, oh, people are gonna do like hair show stuff, like cool stuff, like helicopters out of your hair. <laughs> I picture um <laughs> one of those hats, like you know those red hats with like the little thing that sticks up and it goes around on the propeller. The propeller. <laughs> That's what I picture when you say that. Okay, and. <laughs> Also, this is, guys, okay, I'm acting a little silly because I've had, like, one large glass of wine, but I haven't drank in, like, three months because I was so sick, so that's why I'm acting really weird. <laughs> um, this whole article, by the way, I should have said this, in the words of Wendy Williams, I apologize, but this... <laughs> this article is from Vogue. It's called The Seven Biggest Beauty Trends of Paris Fashion Week Fall 2022. So this Very is... Cool. For this upcoming fall, what they saw on the runway. Um, we also saw washed out hair color, which I think is really cool, but I think very hard to pull off in day-to-day life because when I usually see someone with washed out hair and like dark roots, I'm, I kind of, my reaction is kind of like, Egh, like, I don't mean to sound snobby, but I just feel like if you have a colored hair, it's you should theoretically keep up with it. So yeah. to have it actively washed out like how do you make it look washed out but make it look like chic and like you're trying to make it that way and not like you're just neglecting your hair i feel like that only works if you have hair that would look kind of cute as a different color anyways like if you have like an ash blonde hair color i feel like that would work really easily um i also feel like if you have that rose gold color situation like you had like a a light pink and then you're kind of washes out into like a rose gold color that works um i don't think it works if you have green hair if you have a teal blue green it always fades like an icky yellow and i don't feel like that doesn't look cute i'm mm-hmm. sorry if you have that i don't know what to tell you go get that splat girl touch it up just keep getting it touched up yeah yeah it, but maybe don't go for the washed out yeah i this um and i can share the photos from this article for sure but they had like an icy blue washed out look, I think with matching blue eyebrows and it looks cool. But again, I wonder how much of that is runway and how much can actively be integrated into daily life. Another one is pops of silver and beauty, which we talked about last week when we talked about Y2K and metallics. Mm-hmm. Um, Just in makeup, but I feel like silver is like always coming and going and like eyeshadow, you know? Yeah, I feel like right now it's, it kind of goes into, like you said, that Y2K, like, silver is not, like, it's not a color that I like to wear on my eyes. It kind of weirds me out. I'm a gold girl, and I will I not be wearing say. silver, but um, I could see it being, like, 
like in Euphoria, Maddie had that like infamous black dress in season two when she had silver eyeshadow on and it looked hot and like you can totally make it look cute. I'm just going to go out there and say you can do gold too. I would say do either. I think if (laughs) your skin tone, if gold is better, like just do gold. Yeah, I feel like metallics, period. You should do that. See, the thing that's funny is like, I feel like I could picture you with silver winged eyeliner in my head perfectly and you look good with it but because you always say you're a gold girl i'm like oh she's a gold girl like she's not gonna wear that (laughs) oh (laughs) that's true i just like i i mean i'm sure i could and i'm sure it would look fine i just like in my mind i'm like no ew you know what you know why because you've developed your personal style that's true now personal style so this is a topic that I love to scream about to anyone who will listen because I feel like your personal style is first of all ever changing, ever growing. It shouldn't always be the same. And I feel like it takes a long time to really understand and develop and a lot of people struggle with it and we're here today to help you figure out how you want to dress yourself. Let us know. Tell us. I want to know how many people feel like they don't have a style anymore since the pandemic. Ooh, that's a good question. Right, because like they're inside. Like I felt like that for a long time because even though I was working during the pandemic, the places I was at were so like small. I never really went very far away. And when I did, it was like, okay, I know I'm not going to put a lot of makeup on because I'm not going to take my mask off. Um, I might like switch my hair up or something, but I'm not going to wear anything crazy because I'm not going on for very long. Like you kind of just lost it. And I feel like a lot of people lost it during the pandemic. And now we're trying to regain that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I've actually been feeling that way myself. It's funny because in one way I found my aesthetic, like I kind of picked something and I've been doing a lot of shopping. But on the other hand, I haven't had a lot of places to wear all that stuff. Right. So I almost feel like I haven't like finished developing it yet because I haven't really re-emerged into normal life. Right. That's the other thing that I'm like, oh, I feel like I go shopping all the time and I've only been shopping for work right now because I only go to work and like only now I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out and like maybe do something because mask, most mask mandates have been lifted. Mm-hmm. So what is style? I'm reading an article from masterclass.com. It has wonderful pictures of designer and stylist Tan France, who I live and die by everything he says. Hi, Tan, if you're listening. Love you. (laughs) So what is style? Style refers to a person's particular way of expressing themselves, whether that's through clothing, writing style, or a style of architecture in the fashion world. Style is usually shorthand for personal style or the way an individual expresses themselves through aesthetic choices such as their clothing, accessories, hairstyle, and the way they put an outfit together. I think another way to think about personal style is the way that you arrange yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes we take the take it out of clothing and think about the arrangement like almost like your house 
how do you present yourself and like what do you want to say to other people not necessarily saying that you want other people to perceive you a specific way and you're dressing for other people but whenever you get dressed and leave the house you are saying something to other people right even if you're dressing down and wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt you're saying i don't care right now you're telling everyone else i don't care right now and if that's what you want to say that's great but know that you're always saying something i've got a couple reasons why people don't feel like they have a personal style number one we touched on it a little earlier you have a closet full of trends. That's a really good one. I've had multiple conversations with a lot of different people who said to me like, you know, I have such a full closet or I know someone who's got a full closet or my mom has a full closet of clothes. And every day they say, I have nothing to wear. And I know that it's happened to you too. You listening, I'm talking to you. It happens to me too. And like, First, you have to do a purge. You have to do a purge of the things that make you feel grubby. There's lots of stuff in your closet that you're holding on to that you don't like. You still wear them for whatever reason. I don't know. I do it too. And it's hard to part with things. I personally am very sentimental. And if someone gave me something, I will keep it and I will wear it because I'm like, I want them to see that I love them and I love it. But sometimes it's okay to part with things and you really have to think about how you want to Marie Kondo your closet and think, does it spark joy? I was just going to say, if you're somebody who actually feels like you legitimately have nothing to wear or like half your stuff sitting there or you feel like you're in a slump, like literally do the Marie Kondo thing, pick up every single item and ask if it brings you joy and if it it doesn't, just donate it. Like, right. We all have, and especially like Americans, like we have so much junk and I think like we don't want to get rid of things what we paid money for, but if it's taking up space and it's not serving you, like just get rid of it. Right. I 100% agree. And I think that you have to purge the closet full of trends that you don't really like and you don't really wear. And you probably bought one time to wear to like a party or an event or to go out one night and you never wore it again. These are usually things that are like really eye-catching. They're sparkly. They're probably really fun. You probably like the way it looks, but it sits in your drawers. It sits in your closet and you never put it on because I have nowhere to wear that to. And then it's that times 50. There's nothing wrong with keeping the things that you absolutely love and you die for and you think that it's so cool. Keep it. But I feel like you can't have too many of those things. And what you really need to do is build a lot of basics that can be dressed up or down. Yeah, I agree. I think, like you said, like you have that sparkly stuff that sits there. And so maybe you have one, two or three things, right? That for special occasions, but then I feel like what's really good about dressing up and dressing down, that's really helped my wardrobe. Like when I talked about color was I got a bunch of blazers and I got a bunch of just like pants like really cute fun pants not jeans like different bright colors but now I can mix and match the pants and the blazers as I want to so I feel like like that's what makes you feel like you're kind of ditching trends and you can just kind of rewear things all the time and keep making fresh outfits I love that and like that's another thing that I would advise everyone to do if you're trying to 
build a closet that you want to keep because you have to think to yourself when you're shopping you don't just think i'm gonna wear this one thing to this one event unless it's like a really important formal event or something like that you need to think to yourself i'm gonna buy this shirt can i wear this shirt again how many times can i style this shirt can i layer it under something does it look good with x amount of bottoms do i have pants already that look good with it or will i only get to wear them with a pair of pants or a skirt that goes with this specific shirt because that that's very limiting yeah so you want to diversify I, I didn't even do it exactly mindfully or on purpose or maybe i did in a way because we talk about fashion now so much but i got so many plain pieces and then i can mix and match now and it was like all my problems in a way like i would always felt like i need to shop for an event or I always felt like i had nothing to wear and it's funny because i see my mom and my sister still like every event i feel like whenever my sister goes out and it's like a big deal in like boston because she's a mom so she doesn't get to go out as quite as much as she used to and she's like mm -hmm. it's always exciting but she's always like what do i wear what do i buy like da, 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 da. and of course she asks me and then doesn't listen to any of my suggestions but it's funny because like i could go into my closet right now and pick like 50 outfits to wear but it's because i have so much shit i can mix and match right like you have to kind of get away from the idea of oh this one particular piece is special i only wear it to work or i only wear it to party or you know you have to diversify the amount of laces your clothes are allowed to go with you they're yours they're as special as you make them and in my personal opinion i make all my clothes special <laughs> they're all very special little ladies in my closet and i take them around with me anywhere i go i want them to see everywhere i want them to go everywhere so i agree with that 100 percent. and then rolling into my next reason why you don't really have a personal style this is one that i feel like no one really talks about but it kind of popped into my mind a few days ago when i was like i got a light bulb this is it you have a hard time identifying what your personal style is because you still dress the way that other people told you you're supposed to dress. Yeah, that's a really good one. Oh, oh my God. So, and you know what? It's like not even necessarily what people verbally told you, but like right. what you've seen in like the media or like what your friends are wearing or like even what people in your city are wearing. Exactly. Like it's a combination of a lot of things, but I feel like it's a combination of like your parents telling you how you're supposed to dress. And we all grew up in a way where your parents are kind of like, you can wear this. You can't wear this. I don't like this. You wear that. So even if like you don't necessarily care about the way their parents like raised you, you kind of have an idea in your mind of, oh, that's too much. That's too little. That doesn't look nice. And then you have like your friends, like, you know, when you go out with your friends, you've all had that friend who looks at you and is like, why are you wearing that? And you feel a little bit like, I oh, don't, maybe I don't want to show out too much. And some people, Sandy and I are like, you know what, girl, if you want to feel good, then I can help you. If not, be a hater. I don't care. <laughs> I will say, I feel like nine out of 10 times, it's not like, why are you wearing that? It's why are you so dressed up? Or like, why didn't you tell me we're dressing up? And it's like, uh, uh, I just normalize dressing up for yourself and only yourself and don't tell your friends. Just look hot all by yourself. Yeah, I just, 
I feel like there's a lot of people, and it, you know, not everyone is into fashion, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But like, if you're not into it, that's that's cool, and make that decision and be sit well with it. If you maybe feel a little like, I don't want to say upset. Maybe if you maybe feel like a little insecure or like you don't love your outfits and they're not making you happy, like ask a friend for help, hire a stylist. Like it, you don't have to figure it out on your own, but don't be the girl who says to other people like, why are you wearing that? Or like, oh my God, like you didn't tell me we're dressing up because it's like everyone's gonna wear what they want. Like it, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with you. Or if you feel a little insecure about your style choices, you can listen to Ready's Rage. Yes, that's a better suggestion. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like um, we're told what we should be wearing, whether it's verbally or non-verbally. So you kind of dress to fit in rather than dress and think about how you feel. You maybe dress like in a certain way because everyone at school dresses a certain way. I always talk about how like we grew up in Boston or like, the greater Boston area. And like the uniform is like a hoodie, jean, not even jeans, a hoodie, sweatpants, like running sneakers, not even cute sneakers, running sneakers and your hair in a messy bun. And to dress up, it's like a t-shirt, jeans. Jeans are a big deal for whatever reason. Actually wearing real pants is like a big deal. And like still your running sneakers or Uggs. And we maybe carry that into like adulthood because you're kind of taught the bare minimum is dressing up when that's not true. And it's, I feel like it's a little sad sometimes that people feel uncomfortable expressing themselves the way they really want to because they don't want to be seen as doing too much because like way back in high school if you did quote too much you'd get called out and feel really weird and I've had that happen to me because I was always the girl like for like in comparison doing too much and like people would even look at me and be like who are you trying to impress no one I just am I allowed to have a good time I'm having a good time and I'm sorry you're not having a good time yeah Yep, I, I totally get that. And I think, and you know, even if you are um somebody who doesn't like attention, like we're not saying you have to wear the loudest outfit or the craziest yeah. outfit. But um, you can wear like classic neutral pieces that are a little bit different, a little bit classier than like your day-to-day. I don't know. I think maybe because we live in Boston, we're a little harsh on people because we literally see people wearing the same exact thing every day it's like if you go out in boston all the girls look like clones and it's so it's just a little jarring it's weird it is really weird everyone wears like black gray or navy and like some type of fleece because it's cold it's usually honestly like jeans the black crop top or a black bodysuit and like booties black suede booties So how do you change this? Maybe you're at the point in your life where you feel like you want to revamp yourself. My favorite thing to do, and you don't have to be an artist to do this. So no cop-outs. Make yourself a vision slash mood board about what your style is. And I do this all the time and I use Pinterest. 
I think it's a great tool. It's free. Everyone can have one and you can make these boards private. So you don't have to share these with anyone if you don't want to. And I think that's really important because I don't know, I'm a weirdo. I get, I get weird about the things that I put on my Pinterest, my personal Pinterest. But I would say make yourself a vision board or a mood board and it does not have to be closed. Erase clothes from your mind for a while, okay? Think about colors, build yourself a palette. You can put like just blank color squares in there. Think about colors you like, colors you feel comfortable wearing because colors you like and colors you feel comfortable wearing are two very different things. Like for example, I absolutely love baby pink. I did not start wearing my favorite color until like two years ago. I can't imagine that. I know, I you're, wore you're like black a lot of the time. Pink. It's like your color. I like chose consciously, like I love this color and it makes me so happy and I feel like it looks good on me. Why don't I wear it? Because everyone told me that, that you should wear black all the time because we live in Boston. So you can pick your favorite color if you feel comfortable wearing it. If you're not quite there yet, pick 10 colors that you feel personally work well together and put those in your, your mood board. And then you can start looking for places you like are you someone who's really outdoorsy do you love like earthy green colors do you like being at home are you interested in like the cozy feel put lots of beige and cream and like warm tones are you someone who's like me and likes really fancy kind of girly things get yourself some very fun light delicate colors in there put some baby pink maybe some like shiny pictures, textures, something like that. Like you want to, when you're thinking of an aesthetic, it's more than just what a cool pair of pants looks like. It's like, what is this entirely? You have to be able to like, you have to be able to put this into everything you do. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you just break it down into like, what would think of your ideal, like self, your ideal aesthetic, what would the house look like? of what you would want to dress. You yeah, know what I mean? Really good exercise. Like it, I'm, we're not saying you have to commit to one thing forever. It's not that because it's going to evolve and change over time. But I guess right. what you're saying is like, do a deep dive, like immerse yourself in this aesthetic, make it your, think about your house decor, think about what you're going to wear. Think about your perfume, like your beauty, like think of it all as one being kind of, and it kind of makes it easier to nail down. Right. Like this is an exercise in self-exploration and you'll be able to really pinpoint what colors am I drawn to? What textures am I drawn to? What styles of others do I like? Which is my next point on this mood board. You need to put style inspiration. Pick a couple people that you just naturally think, I think they're so pretty. And every time I see what they're wearing, more casual outfits or just like their vibe you really enjoy. Pick those people, put them on your mood board, put as many pictures of them as you want. This is not meant for you to copy bit by bit what they wear, but it's to draw from. And it's very helpful when you wanna go somewhere special. You don't know what to wear, but you have a vibe you maybe wanna go on. You can always refer back to your little photos. I do it all the time. There's absolutely no shame in it. Um, my personal style inspirations are Rihanna and Zoe Kravitz. I love Rihanna. And I love Zoe Kravitz too. 
<laughs> I love them because I feel like they're the coolest girls in town. <laughs> um, I really like, it's funny you say that because I think that's actually what kind of kicked, like set me off. Like, like you said, you don't want to copy per se. I mean, you could, no one would know, but like, you could, no one's going to know. It's more fun to develop your own stuff. But I saw, I don't know if you follow um, Nina Sandbeck on Instagram. She does like a ton of color blocking and a ton of really cool suits and like a ton of just like, like we were saying, um, saturated jewel tones. So I saw that and I, but I saw her wearing the same pieces, but always in a different outfit. And I was like, oh my God, like she can take one piece and wear it 20 different ways. And then she has like endless content and endless styles and endless things to wear. So that's like kind of what, what started me moving when I noticed how much I liked her. But I also have to say I'm a slut for a mood board. I love a mood board. I feel like it's a thing that everyone should do. It's a practice in creativity. And I think that it can be used personally. Like I learned to do them for professional use, but it's definitely easy. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, for anyone else. Make it private and just start adding shit that you like. Um, if you want to have like a pick a persona and make that person that maybe you want to be like make the mood board for them. So like I said, I love Zoe Kravitz. I love Rihanna. I feel like they're very put together, but they're very effortless and it makes them come off really cool. I literally even got a septum piercing like Zoe Kravitz because I was like, that's my style and spell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh wait I was, oh and you can also add like you and me always have a bunch of like celestial like outer space stuff too yeah. like you can add like objects or like I always add um hello kitty because I love hello kitty like you can add like random stuff that you like it does it can be anything right it's like just think about like the energy that those things have what do they make you feel do you feel bubbly do you feel like you like a more avant-garde look? Do you like something simple? Um, you really just have to think about how you feel and how you want to feel. I think it's good to think about maybe you're not quite there with what you want to be in your style. Then you go, okay, I'm going to pick this person or two people or this aesthetic or this vibe. And I want to work hard. I want to work towards that. So you build like your mood board to be like your ideal look and you can have something to refer back to. And make it so you can see it all the time. Yeah. All right. So next thing I have is, I think it's like a little hack, is to get a general shape that fits well with your body. For general outfits, it's good to have kind of the same outfit in a bunch of different versions, like a dress down one, a midway casual one, and then like a nicer looking one. Yeah. My favorite is a wide leg pant and like a, a sleek kind of top. My go-to outfit is a wide leg jean. Doesn't matter what kind of, honestly, be wide leg pant, any kind of pant, any jean, anything. A cool, interesting looking belt and a turtleneck. Ah, uh, I love that. But I wear that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what mine is because I don't like leave the house enough, but I think I'm leaning towards like, a high like not high-waisted like up to your boobs but you know what i mean like belly button high like something that's kind of cover like my covid weight pants <laughs> but like a little bit loose and then probably like a crop top you know if your pants aren't too tight like i'm comfortable wearing a crop top and then maybe like a blazer or jacket right like 
that and that sounds like a kind of dressy casual look yeah and i feel like you can dress that down with like switch out your blazer or jacket for like a cardigan you oh, know sweater we're so in sync oh my gosh sisters yeah like you really have to figure out like what feels good on your body shape first what feels good for you it's not about crossing your boundaries it's totally okay to dress within whatever you feel comfortable within like we've all put on covid weight so if you want to cover that up that's okay um but maybe find things within that like comfort zone that might be kind of fun maybe you can even pick a couple pieces outside of your comfort zone if you're feeling crazy and then speaking of also on that sorry i think if you're like picking it outside your comfort zone i think color is a really fun thing to explore because like like you said if you gain covid weight or if you're like feeling a little bit uncertain about silhouette like if you have something that's tried and true like color is a really easy way to change it right i just switch out the color of my turtleneck it's that (laughs) simple (laughs) or this color of my pants And then speaking of body types, there are lots of different body types. I personally enjoy the Kibi body typing system. Um, It's a system created by this guy, David Kibi, and he used to dress like stars, like celebrities. And he came up and I think he wrote a book, but it's out of print right now, so it's hard to find. Um, But there's lots of YouTube videos. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, I love it. I feel like it's so helpful. It shows you all the different kinds of body shapes. There are 13 that he has found. And some of them are like uh, dramatic, natural, classic. It can mean romantic. And within those, it's like a spectrum. Mm. And it's like people say yin and yang, or it can also say like masculine and feminine. But yang being dramatic, it's very sharp. And yin being on the other end, it's um, it's romantic, it's lush, it's kind of soft. And within that, it's natural, which is like kind of soft, but still has harder edges. Classic is very balanced. Gamine, it's petite. It's kind of, it's almost like, it's very young. It's a young look. And then romantic, think like your Beyonce, Doja Cat kinds of sexy, like very Venus women. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you learn what feels good on your body, um, you can easily find things that feel good. So this does not mean that you can't wear trends that you enjoy, even if it doesn't go with your body type. But I think for like easy ways to dress yourself, it's it's a good way to find go-to outfits that you're always going to look good in and you don't have to agonize over, oh, I have to go to this place and I have no idea what to wear. Yeah. It's just like uh, something that's tried and true that you can always go to because there's nothing worse than picturing an outfit in your head that's so cute and then you put it on your body and you're like, oh no. Like, right. It, 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 just, it happens to all of us. And it does not matter with the system what your weight is. I know that a lot of people... Um, are used to seeing like, oh, you're apple shaped, you're pear shaped, you're hourglass shaped. A lot of that really like hinges on your weight being an issue. Whereas the Kibbe system takes into account the size of your bones and like the way that you kind of carry yourself. You can find out 
how big or small your hands are, your feet. So it's it's like a lot. And like, if you look at it, it works. I I believe that I'm um, a soft dramatic. I think what I know mine is because you and Alessandra have been talking about it for so long and I like, I've never figured it out. Basically, I'm a big bitch. If you look at a chart, <laughs> if you look at a chart of like the David Kivy system, like of a woman like standing, um, a gamine is gonna be like the tiniest, and like a soft natural is gonna be like just a tall looking person. That doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be like a tall person, but like people always think that I'm so tall and I'm only five five and a half. Um, I'm never gonna let anyone take my half away. <laughs> but I'm like seven and a half and they said at the doctors they said that I was only five six and I was very upset they said that to me too I was like I'm five six and they were like you're five five and a half and I was like <laughs> okay I feel like they got like a sick kick out of telling everyone you're not actually that tall I don't get what the point of doing your height and weight is I mean the weight's always right but like if they always do the height wrong like my dad's like oh yeah my height's wrong at the doctors and I'm like what's the point of them taking it they never, I feel like the nurses are always too short too. So it's like, they can never get to you. They just guess it at that point. Yep. Yeah. So I would definitely say, check that out. Maybe we can do an episode on the body typing system. If you're interested yeah, in that, cool. let us know. Um, I find it very helpful. And I think that it's a really nice way to figure out how to dress yourself without feeling like you have to do something very fussy it's very kind of intrinsic and i feel like you will be surprised as to how a lot of the answers to your problems about dressing yourself are already in you you gravitate naturally towards things that fit you better it's just a couple tweaks and maybe tightening up your color palette or maybe just like some better fitting clothes honestly that can help you feel more put together all the time. I agree. I think this is going to sound so corny. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> I think it's already it's already in you. Like you already know what it is. And sometimes I think it's even overwhelming, like taking the first steps, like, oh, I'd have to redo my, my whole wardrobe or I'd have to redo this. It's like you can really take baby steps and just start with a color palette, start with a silhouette and just start buying things that only adhere to that criteria and like before you know it you'll have it your aesthetic iron. right and the last thing that i want to say is you need to look at the small things that you do i feel like we get hung up on our hair and our nails and our makeup or our lack of wearing makeup and that's like a big deal to you because i don't i don't i'm not friends with those girls who said i don't wear a lot of makeup but like, <laughs> you have to kind of look at the ways that you accessorize yourself and think about it differently. Um, I think a big thing that can help you and like change the entire look of yourself is your hair. Mm -hmm. Your hair color, your hair cut, use your hair as an accessory. You don't have to change it often. But I would think that you should find a really nice haircut that you feel very comfortable in possibly something that's low maintenance for you so you feel like you can keep it all the time and maybe keep that as like your signature and then you can play around within that if you want to go for a different color a little longer a little shorter but like you'll always look put together and people will just know you for that 
We talked about a few episodes ago, Anna Wintour with her little Dora haircut. Yeah. Everyone knows her for it. And, and Lisa Renna. And Lisa Renna with her spiky 90s shit. But look at them. You don't even have to see their faces. If you had a silhouette of just their hair, you'd go, I know who oh, that yes. is. I really agree with this. Like, it's something actually probably what I struggle with the most because I just don't like doing my hair. Like, it's hard to manage and get it to look really nice. But if you find a, like, you can have a really nice hairstyle and wear no makeup and you automatically look really put together. It says a lot about your outfit. So if you can find something that's, you can maintain every day, I think that's a really good start too. Right. I think hair is a big, big deal Definitely get yourself an easy signature hairstyle that you love and feel very confident in and keep that something that you feel sophisticated in that you keep for a long time and grow with. Yeah. Um, I'd also say something's very similar for your jewelry or lack of if you're someone who has a lot of jewelry, maybe kind of. You don't have to commit to one style, but maybe commit to like one type of jewelry. I personally love earrings. I have an obsession. (laughs) And I bought a big organizer for all of them and it hangs on my wall now. And it's like 50 and there's a back and a front. And I'm like, I'm going to fill all of it up. I've got space. It's encouragement. But maybe like say I love earrings. Maybe you love necklaces. Maybe you love rings. Kind of pick that one thing you love and like get crazy with it. And you can always kind of decide I'm going to match my earrings to my outfit for whatever reason. People have lots of reasons. My boyfriend's mom loves rings. She's got like a crazy ring collection, like expensive and cheap. Like she just loves collecting rings and she matches them with her outfit. And I'm just like, oh, but that's just so her. She just loves that. Yeah. So maybe you get get fun with your accessories and that's also a good way to if you feel like you can't really spend the money on all of your clothes you can definitely find ways to kind of fix yourself up with your jewelry yeah i think it's always it always elevates and finishes off every outfit and like if you're somebody who's like i don't want to spend a lot of money or i don't know where to start you can also just get like a few basics like you can get like one necklace that you love one pair of earrings that you love that are like all versatile and then you can like start pairing those with things it's not like you have to get a ton of stuff at once so if you're overwhelmed that's where i'd say start like like you said like just focus on earrings or just be like okay i'm gonna get one earring one necklace like one ring and just like start with that get some neutrals and then you can build yeah things that work together like i like we said i'm a gold girl i have these earrings in right now that are just these little like small gold thick hoops And they go with everything. If you're going to get jewelry, make sure, just like how we're talking about when you're looking for clothing pieces, make sure it's versatile and can go with a lot of different things. Make sure you have basic jewelry that you feel cute in, that dresses up an outfit, that isn't like really offensive, aggressive, and that goes with a lot of different stuff. I love these. They go with everything and they were cheap as hell on Amazon. I paid like 12 bucks for them. They look really cute. They don't even change. I don't know what they are, but I'm never taking them out. And now that my nose is pierced, I'm like, I'm going to put in a gold ring and I'm going to leave it like that forever. Oh, it's going to look so cute. I got, thank you. I still have to wait two more months. (sighs) I'm going to, I can't even get it out on my own. I have to go to the piercer. Rip it out. 
I've never this so my I'm pointing to my tragus my tragus piercing like when they made me get a hoop at the police because it like heals better so then after the hoop which is like a weird thing I didn't want a hoop but I was like whatever I can suck it up for three months it was pink and then I got I have like a little diamond stud I'm not kidding I've had this in my ear since I was 19 years old almost 10 years I love it and can I tell you when I saw that you had one of those I was like that is so metal really <laughs> yeah because that hurts diamonds uh said it but honestly i don't know if i blacked it out but it was a lot like it was a more of a sound than pain like it was just loud so i people have been asking me about the pain for this piercing and i've been saying it's almost like you know when people say that there's something that happens in your brain when you give birth that makes you forget about how traumatic it is i cannot tell you yeah yeah did you not know that no I I thought I I genuinely well unless I get the other one pierced and like we we go that day and talk about it I swear it didn't hurt but I could be remember it was 10 years ago almost so I could be remembering wrong I think you're probably remembering it wrong because I am thinking about how like I was so scared to get it done I almost threw up before and after I was so scared and I almost fainted at the end because I was like, I'm dizzy. And he's like, lay down. And like, I know that it hurt and it felt uncomfortable because he put the clamps on me. But like, there's a thing that happens to you when you give birth. Like you forget, there's something that happens in your brain. You forget about how traumatic giving birth is because if you could remember all of it, you would never do that again. It hurts. And I was like, the farther, I'm, I'm almost a month in now. Um, to my healing process and I'm like the farther I get away from it every day that passes I forget how it actually felt and it's like yeah I could do that again I absolutely should not and I am not going to at least I don't think so I, I'm like well maybe I can get another one on the side <laughs> I, feel, but I feel like that part of my nose like I don't know my lip is really sensitive so I feel like my nose like I, I think that would hurt but this I'd have to ask Irene because I think Irene was with me, but I, I really don't remember it hurting. I just remember being like, oh, that was loud. Uh, those scared me because <laughs> I know that they hurt. People say that they hurt. I also think that like your date, that hurts like crazy. But I was like, that looks like it hurts so bad. And I cannot believe this like soft, gentle girl got this like metal ass piercing. Like, holy shit. Like I saw it and I was like, holy shit. That's kind of cool. Um. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, so it didn't hurt. When it, I will say, like, the healing process hurt, but I have a difficult time with it. Like, every piercing I've ever had has been a pain in the ass to heal. So I'm trying really hard to be really good about this because I'm very bad with healing. Um, I feel like I've, I've just t- been taking um, vitamins to help. Um, but so far, it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm very tempted. I will not, though. Any piercing snobs promise I will not. I'm not going to take it out early. I'm waiting the minimum three months at least. I'm going to see if it looks okay, if I can move it around. I can move it now. I have no pain. Nothing. Good. There's nothing. It feels like I can move it around. And, like, it's so healed to the point where, like, if I move my head up and down, I can feel it jingling. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, it, I, could, I even moved the, I have a capture ball ring thing. Like it's like a ring with a little ball at the end. 
um and like i can move it like side to side and i don't really like to move it because i know there's crusties on the side of the piercing right now but like i can move it and touch it and it doesn't hurt at all did you ever get your belly button pierced i did not and i will not because they they're a bitch to heal you i'm like not even gonna say it because people would like quit our podcast and never listen but i'll tell you later you do not know how disgusting they're gross it never I had it for six months or no, I had it maybe for a year and it fell out. It was like kind of healed and it fell out and I decided just not to put it back in. Um, Cause I didn't have it. I didn't have an, a spare and I was like, whatever, this is a lot of work. Like I'm just going to let it close up. When I first got it, it was disgusting. I've heard they're like gross. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm over the look of it. I do not care about how, like, I don't think it's sexy to have a belly button piercing. I think actually they're coming back in. Like I like Yeah, with a Y2K coming in and low jeans. Like we can see your belly button now. So like put some jewelry in it. I think they're super cute. However, when you get pregnant, they they stretch. stretch. And I don't want to deal with that. Okay, last thing. Okay. I think that a really important thing to think about in accessories is your shoes. I know it sounds kind of stupid. Uh, obviously, your shoes are important, but they are important because I took a look at my own closet one day and I said, I only have black shoes. Wow. For a while, I had a bunch of pairs of black boots of all different heights, different heel heights, different like ankle booties, tall boots, but they were black, black leather, black suede. I had black shoes like only. You might be buying the same thing over and over. I Maybe a lot of people are guilty of that. Like, just yeah. about my friends. I like, I feel like they're. Sorry, though, Sabrina's beater. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people just buy the same stuff over and over and over. And it's like, really think about whether you already have it and think about how you can get something a little bit different to add more to your wardrobe. Right. Like, I can start small. Like, I decided to start small and I started buying nude shoes because you can still wear it all the time i feel like i had a lot of black shoes because i thought i can wear that with everything but you can wear nude with everything so i started like diversifying with like nude and then i thought i love pink why don't i get a cute pair of like pink flats something comfortable that i wear all the time so i got those and you know, I think that people can really look at their shoes as like a really easy way to diversify. If you're someone who loves comfort, there are tons and tons and tons of cool sneakers you can get that really yeah. can elevate a, an outfit. You can even add a cool pair of like white sneakers. You can have a whole closet of just white sneakers, like different shapes. And yeah. that can help to really elevate your look. It always looks so clean. If you've got a fresh pair of white sneakers, I think everyone should have them in there, whether that be Kets or like Air Force Ones. I recently got a pair of Hirachis and I love them and they're very comfortable. Um, so definitely look at like some staple shoes you want to have. You want to have a nice boot if you live somewhere cold, like functional boot. You want to have cute boots, mm -hmm. a little booty. I would say if you are into like a little heel, get a heel. You want like a comfortable heel and also a sexy heel. Some that like you feel good in. Comfortable heels and get like something thick and like 
because platforms are really in right now, you, that's like a rare opportunity to combine. Like it's still sexy and it's still more comfortable than like a stiletto. Yeah. And like buying lots of um, platforms. Have like some kind of neutral pump just so you can always grab it if you're going to work. Um, and it can be like a kitten heel. I got a pair of like sling back pointed nude shoes that were like a kitten heel and I wear those to work and they're very comfortable and i just got it another pair in black again because i'm a dumb bitch <laughs> um but like yeah so think about like the colors you have in your um in your closet in your shoes yeah and listen to your range I think, I think a lot of people get like black white brown nude and i think like I just started buying colorful shoes and I feel like it's been really fun and I feel like they go with more than you think. Like yeah. I have I got hot pink, I got like lime green, I got orange and you I can pair most of those shoes with like most of my outfits. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I also think that it's okay to impulse buy a little bit if you should see something like fun and sparkly. Yeah. Get the thing on occasion and then you'll be surprised about how you will try to make that work. Um, someone said once, you've never heard a crackhead say they don't have money for crack. You can figure out a way to make that work for you. <laughs> you can figure out a way to make that work for you. I believe in you. You can get the pink shoes if you like the pink shoes. Don't buy black because oh, I'm going to wear them with everything. You might, but you might also figure out that you really like pink shoes. Maybe that might help you help usher you into buying more interesting bottoms or tops or dresses or jumpsuits. You know, just yep. have fun, let loose, get some I... basics. Oh, all right, are you ready to go to bed? Ready to go to bed. It is 10 o'clock. It's past my bedtime. It's not I'm, mine. I'm trying to get on like a better schedule so I can wake up. And I got to do I have at least another full day, if not two, of working on my dress. My gosh. I, it's the weekend for me now. I um, have a regular nine to five job again. And um, it's my weekend. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. I'm probably going to go to Target. And I'm so excited. I ordered clothes off Target. Listen, okay, bonus tip. Pick a store that you love. Just pick a store. Doesn't matter where. Don't feel embarrassed. I love Target. Oh my God, I love it in Target. Like I love their clothes. I love everything in Target. Try to fit that aesthetic of that store. It also makes your life really easy to just shop at one store. Yeah, if you love Gap, be a Gap catalog model. If you love Zara, go to Zara. Like, don't feel bad about, hi, oh, I shopped you the other day. Like, just get shit you like. I'm glad you said that because, like, I bought in so much Urban Outfitters. Like, it makes me sick, but I love it. I just, I love Target. They have, like, a wide range of stuff, and it's affordable, and it's really cute, and the quality's not, like, that bad, and I'm really good with my clothes, so they work really well. So, I love Target, okay? Um, yeah, so I'm going to Target probably this weekend to um, keep fixing up my office, my home office. Because I'm uh, a like corporate a wild help. weekend. Wild, crazy. I'm gonna, oh my God, I'm gonna get a charcuterie board and oh wine. And I'm staying in bed because I've been learning my new job and I'm so tired all the time yeah. because of it. I'm just working so hard. I work from home. 
Not entirely, but a lot of the time. Ah. Thank you guys for listening on how to develop your personal style. We will be back next week with undisclosed episode and hopefully I will be less sleepy and not feel buzzed after one glass of wine. (laughs) I kind of like the whole buzz after one drink now. I feel like it's going to save me money. Uh, that just makes me feel like I'm in high school. <laughs> don't, don't drink if you're in high school. I, that don't was drink joke. if you're in high school. For legal reasons, that was a lie. For legal reasons, that was a joke. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ready to Rage. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ready to Rage Podcast. Send us an email with your thoughts on the episode. Anything you'd like us to include in the future at Ready to Rage Podcast at gmail.com. You can also donate on Patreon at Ready to Rage. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you. Rage. <laughs>